You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 161. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, I hope everybody's doing great. I hope you're coming off a great weekend. Few updates just to remind you, we do have the holiday challenge starting in just a couple weeks. Uh, It's December 16th. It's a two-week challenge to help you not gain weight over the holidays. It's super fun, and it's not about food logging or doing anything like that. It's more of a different kind of way to challenge you and to get you more mindful about your holiday eating, and you get the all-new Strength in No Time video series that is launching with the holiday uh, challenge. So you get all of that, and it's actually almost full now. I think we have maybe 10 spots left. So if you're interested, go to earnthatbody.com. There is a link right on the front that talks about the holiday challenge. If you're looking for something more personalized, you need help with actual calories, weight loss, nutrition, fitness, Earn That Body 10-week program starts in January. So feel free to shoot me an email or check out the website at earnthatbody.com. And now the episode you've all been waiting for, The Game Changers. Do you know what The Game Changers is? It's a movie, or I should say a documentary, although I should say a movie, (laughs) we'll get to that, that I'm going to give a bit of a a review on today because it's one of those health documentaries that everybody's emailing me about saying, so what do you think about the movie The Game Changers? And I got to be honest, it's what I generally say about all health documentaries Sadly, but I want to go into a lot of the details of it because I've been talking about it with friends who are vegan and plant-based and were very excited about the movie. And I was able to do some research on my end. A lot of research has been done by many people at this point on the movie as well. And so I want to go through some of those things, not just about the game changers. So if you didn't see it, trust me, you still want to listen in because if you watch any of these documentaries, Uh, Forks Over Knives, you know, all those health and nutrition documentaries. A lot of what I'm going to talk about today really relates to all of them. And so I think it's important that you understand a few things before you watch these movies and then think to yourself that maybe you need to change certain aspects of your diet, of your life, because of what these movies are saying. So we're going to get into all of that. Some of it's a bit eye-opening as well. But first, this. Now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today's Eagle Eye on Health is very, very short because we have a lot to talk about and it's going to be a longer podcast today. So I saw this in the Idea Fitness magazine and it kind of cracked me up because I used to be a cycle instructor. And so the title of it says, High Cadence Cycling and Recreational Cyclists. A recent study supports indoor cycling instructors who urge students not to pedal at a cadence over 90 revolutions per minute. Did you hear that? Not. You're supposed to not pedal over 90 revolutions per minute. Researchers found that at 90 RPM and beyond, pedal forces exerted by recreational cyclists decreased, the heart rate increased by 15%, 
and the exercise efficiency and skeletal muscle oxidation actually declined. So it is not recommended. And this study appeared in the International Journal of Sports Medicine. Now, why I think this is so funny is because when I taught cycle, I rarely would let my clients go over that RPM. But what you see in a lot of these cycling studios these days, like your soul cycles and uh, there's a million other ones I could mention. Uh, they shall go nameless, but they are cycling at an extremely high cadence. Like I can barely go into those classes because I cannot pedal that fast. And I don't feel like I'm getting a benefit when I pedal that fast. Uh, if anything, I feel, I always feel like it's a little out of control and that it makes me nervous. Like if your foot slipped out, it would just slam into your leg. And what are the true benefits that you're getting with such a fast cadence? Cause in order to go that fast, you really can't put a lot of resistance on either. Uh, and so there's a lot of, you know, benefits for having the resistance on the bike and still being able to maintain a strong revolution per minute RPM, but over 90 is probably not necessary. And now the research is showing it as well. So it'd be interesting to see if any of these uh, cycle instructors at these large facilities like a soul cycle take research into account, or since the line is out the door, they're going to keep going the way they're going. I don't know. It's up to you. You got to make the decision for yourself. And that leads us right into our topic for today, which is kind of also about making the right decision for yourself. So I'm going to do a, a review today on the movie, The Game Changers. This is a movie that is, it's kind of bringing a lot of buzz around. It's, and the movie's not brand new. It's been out for quite a while now. Um, and so it's about a plant-based diet. <laughs> Let's start with that, okay? It's about a plant-based diet if you haven't seen it yet. And there's a lot of people that feel that it's very biased, it's very one-sided. A friend of mine told me about it and she says, oh, this movie's gonna be in the theater. I'd really love you to come see it with me. And I said, you know, I really don't like those kind of health documentaries. And she said, well, why not? I said, well, they're usually very one-sided. And she, was sort of like, well, I don't know. I, you know, I don't think so. But she went and saw it and she said, yeah, you know what? You got to see the movie. It's very scientific. There's a lot of science backing it. So I was like, all right, again, I don't have a lot of interest in these movies because they're generally biased in some way, shape, or form. Okay. So then I'm getting a lot of emails from clients and they're saying, Hey, I saw the game changers. You know, what do you think? Should I go plant-based? And I'm starting to get sort of like, oh, you know, once I saw that movie, I was like, oh no, what what's going to happen to all these people who are watching this movie? Because it gives a bit more of a fear base than an education. And so that's something you have to keep in mind as well. And then this Facebook post went up in one of the groups that I'm in, and there a bunch of people were expressing so many different aspects of the movie. And that's when I realized, okay, I got to just do, I got to do a podcast review on this. But I, what I really want to say this first, because I don't want to post this, this podcast episode and then have a lot of backlash. I want to really preface this by saying that I am not against plant-based eating. I am not against vegetarians. I am not against being vegan. I simply want people to see that this particular movie did not fairly discuss all sides of the story, 
which is very typical for these kind of health documentaries. Now, again, if you have not seen the movie and you have no idea what it is, you're probably a little intrigued at this point, but it is a documentary showing the benefits of eating a plant-based food diet, as well as the dangers that they say from eating meat. And the problem is that not all of their research is accurate, and there seems to be a pretty big bias. And we're going to talk about the bias in the movie as well. Now, I personally wish that I had the time to go through every single bit of what they considered scientific evidence or what they said in the movie. I wish I could have gone through every single thing on my own and then researched every single thing, but I absolutely do not have the time to, to go through all that. And then I started seeing tons of articles from people who did have the time to go through and sort of do a bit of a fact check. So I'm going to be going through a lot of what other people were able to fact check. And then I'm going to tell you some of my opinions of what I wished they had shown, because to me, they left a lot of things empty that were really important as well. All right. Now, some of the Facebook comments that I saw, I think are really interesting as well. So one of the comments said, I'm sorry, but this movie was biased. It was carefully selected for certain facts. It's a movie, not a documentary, with those involved in making and owning a vegan food company. Huh, coincidence, they said? And we'll talk about that. Someone said the facts and the research were very cherry-picked. Others said they loved the movie, they're going plant-based. Some people were like, oh my God, I'm terrified now to eat meat, I'm not gonna eat it anymore. Some said, I was terrified by what I saw, so I went plant-based, and now my performance has suffered terribly. I'm going back to eating some meat. So you can see there's like a lot of different views of what people were seeing from the movie and, and how they were reacting to it. Now, just remember, if you saw it and you loved the movie or you hated the movie, don't put it on me. Right now with this podcast episode, I just want to be the messenger, all right? I just want to show some other sides of the story and what I think they maybe cherry-picked or, you know, some buy. I just, I want to just show you a few things because if you watch the movie, you'll totally be like, oh my God, I can never eat meat again. I mean, even I was watching the movie and I'm like, is that accurate? Because that's terrifying, you know? But again, you've always got to see both sides of the story. So one sports nutritionist, uh, his name is Jukendra, he talked a lot in review of the movie about the bias that was involved. Now, he says that bias comes in many shapes and forms. In fact, in research methods classes, we usually learn about it at least eight to 10 different types. So they learn eight to 10 types of bias, And he says, our brain is susceptible to bias in our attempt to make the world around us easier to understand, but it is also dangerous and sometimes hides the truth. We need to understand how to recognize bias. He says, the documentary warns us about bias because it actually does in some ways. It talks about what certain health companies do to make you think a certain thing. And yet what's funny is the documentary itself is also under somewhat bias. So he says the studies funded by industry can be biased. And indeed, if a study is funded by industry, 
It's really important that this is mentioned in the paper, not because it means the study is wrong, but because it makes the reader aware that there is a greater chance of bias, right? So if the industry is the one who is funding the study, don't you think that it's often interesting how that study then makes the industry look like a very positive thing usually? Because the industry is not generally paying for a study to make them look bad. It's just the way it is. He says that bias is everywhere, even in science where enormous efforts go into reducing all forms of bias. But is there any potential bias in this documentary? And he says, for sure there is, and lots of it. If we follow the money behind this movie, it becomes evident very quickly. They don't talk about this in the movie at all, where the money came from to fund this movie. So James Cameron, you probably heard of him. He was the executive producer. He's an award-winning filmmaker. He did the Titanic and Avatar. He's a storyteller. And he's the founder and CEO of, guess what? A company called Verdiant Foods, which is an organic pea protein company with the goal of becoming the largest pea protein fraction facility in North America. Almost all of the medical professionals that were interviewed in the documentary also sell vegan products. Famous persons are interviewed who are passionate vegans and a passionate belief will always cause a bias. Not one source, but many sources of potential bias were in this movie and the documentary is just not objective at all even though it pretends to be objective by pretending to be very scientific. So they do throw a lot of science at you. But honestly, some of the science, I was like, uh, who said that that's true? Who said that the blood should look like that? Like there's a bit of unknowns in some of the science that they're actually presenting. So again, first thing you need to look at always when you look at any movie or any research paper or anything is who funded it and what is their overall intention? I can pretty much tell you that all of these vegans who have a vegan food product who are trying to get it to be the largest in the nation want you to believe that being vegan and plant-based is the only way to go and they wanna scare you into doing it, right? So again, not saying anything is wrong with being plant-based, but in this movie, Right off the bat, I see a great concern that those are the only experts that they're talking to, basically, and those are the people who funded the movie. Now, there's another website called the Tactic Functional Nutrition, um, and Meredith Root wrote, she, she were, I mean, she did the research on this. It was very impressive that she really dove into what this movie was saying. She says, I would like to preface this post, pretty much like me, by saying that I do not have anything against plant-based eating. I know plenty of vegans. I respect their reasons for making that decision. I have an explorative mind, and I'm always interested in learning more about nutrition and ways of living that are different than my own. What I have an intolerance for is misinformation, misrepresentation, and fear-mongering, especially with regards to food. Choosing to not eat meat or to follow a ketogenic diet because you have educated yourself on that decision is one thing. Being bullied into that decision out of fear of disease, 
death or obesity is another, and I believe the game changers is bordering on the latter. Unfortunately, I felt the same way. (laughs) And there is, you watch it and you're in fear. And unfortunately, I just don't think there's enough science on both sides to put that type of fear into people. Now, what she also says is it's important to remember with any documentary that there are two sides to every story. I have now watched this one twice, she said. The first time I was hopefully optimistic that new information would be presented in a healthy way and easy to digest format. While the format is easy to digest, I found the information to be largely misleading. And after scouring the film's website and credits for a list of citations, I discovered there were none, despite many studies and journal articles being referenced during the film. The second time I watched it, my purpose was to collect, consolidate, and understand the scientific references being made during the documentary, and not surprisingly, I found the vast majority of them to be taken out of context. And that's a really important thing. In this movie, they flash things up. They flash a science paragraph. They flash this, they flash that. And so you don't really see the whole article. And so sometimes they maybe pull one sentence out. And what she's saying is that some of this was largely taken out of context. She said in a recent article from the Mayo Clinic Proceedings, it is stated that nutrition studies cannot be reliably accurately and independently observed, quantified, and confirmed or refuted. They do not follow the scientific method and should be regarded as pseudoscience at best. There are a handful of studies in this film that are pilot studies consisting of very small collections of test subjects, and most of the results have not been duplicated. These studies almost all conclude with something along the lines of further investigation is needed. But guess what? The filmmakers did not include that part. They did not say things like this was only done on three people and further investigation is needed. They showed you what they wanted to show you. They put that in to make you very concerned and very fearful. But again, that's not the way that science is done. That's not the way that research is done properly. Now, they also go into a section uh, about our ancestors being vegetarian. She says, in this part of the documentary, the filmmakers try to convince us that because our teeth are flat, we have full color vision, long intestinal tracts relative to a carnivore, and we don't make our own vitamin C, that we as humans are not meant to eat meat. I mean, they literally have like a scientist in there saying like, you're not meant to eat meat and they show you a picture of the teeth. Yes, early human beings did eat plants, everyone. They absolutely did. But does that mean that we should only eat plants? Did they ever eat meat? Yes, they absolutely did. We know this because we have evidence of it. Before agriculture and the domestication of farm animals, humans were hunting and gathering. I mean, how many times have you heard that we were hunters and gatherers and they weren't hunting fruit? In fact, some cultures survived predominantly on meat and animal fat alone. Does this mean we should eat only meat? No, we should eat a balance of both. 
because humans are omnivores. Now, if you are at all thinking, well, that movie was right, you know, we and our teeth show that we're plant, we should only be eating plants. All you have to do is go online and and research this. The research is there. Now, I will say this. We live in a time where Google plays a lot of tricks on us. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you want to research A, you'll find a million articles about A. And if you want to research B, you're going to find a million articles on B. So you have to do your own research and you're going to go with what makes you feel good. And that's okay. But I... I really urge you, if you have questions about this movie, you go start to do some of the research. When you look up articles, try to pick viable sources to read from. And then again, you're going to have to make your own decision. Because for every A, there's a million A articles. And for every B, there's a million B. It didn't used to be like that. We didn't used to have Google to search, right? We used to have to go into like the encyclopedia and there's going to be a listing of statistics and facts, but not a lot of people's opinions. And I will be 100% honest, even my review today, you could say, is somewhat biased. And, and where, are my, where are these people coming from who are doing this analysis? But then I, I look up what they're saying and it makes sense to me. And then I went and Googled these things and then I did some research further on what they're saying and I, I found what they were saying. Um, but I could find just as many articles that say the opposite, unfortunately. So you gotta go with what feels good to you and you've got to do your own research. Now, there was a dietetic student, Zachary Wenger, and uh, he had actually some interesting some feedback as well. And again, it's feedback from these people. Someone could say to me, well, who the hell is he? Well, it's the feedback that I found really interesting, and the feedback resonates. So let me read this to you, and you tell me if it resonates with you. He says, the film shares success stories of individuals that have lowered their cholesterol, blood pressure, BMI from going vegan. Which brings up the question, do you need to go fully vegan to achieve these benefits? The film shares stories of individuals following a whole food plant-based diet. This diet does not include oil or processed foods, whereas typical vegan diets actually could. A whole food plant-based diet primarily works because it promotes a frequent intake of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. It promotes the intake of fiber, which can lower cholesterol, increase satiety, lower blood pressure, lower risk of certain gut diseases, lower risk of heart disease, and more. Consuming only whole foods completely eliminates, what do you think, everyone? processed junk food, which could assist one for sure in lowering their calories. Plants are typically lower in calories, which can aid in creating a caloric deficit, and in result, that would help someone lose weight. We know from current research that a healthy BMI is associated with lower all-cause mortality. Plants are also typically lower in saturated fat. Decreased intake of saturated fat is associated with lower LDL cholesterol. We know that, right? But do you need to go vegan to consume more fiber? No. Do you need to go vegan to eat more fruits and vegetables? No. 
Do you need to go vegan to create a caloric deficit? Definitely no. And do you need to go vegan to decrease saturated fat intake? No, again. So he says, while I do agree that we are eating too much meat in our society, I do not think that that it is the primary issue. The issue is that the excess of meat is replacing what should be plants. And I agree with that too, right? So we might not know who this guy is. It's fine with me. He's some dietetic student. Who knows? He didn't come from Harvard necessarily. I don't know. But everything that he just said is 100% true, right? And in the movie, they make it seem like, oh, look, they went plant-based. And so, you know, their BMI went down and their cholesterol went down and their blood pressure went down. Well, guess what? In my programs, <laughs> my clients' cholesterols go down, their blood pressure goes down, their BMI goes down, and none of them go plant-based in my programs. So it's just, again, showing that it makes it look like that's the way you've got to do it. But there's so many other ways that you can still do it in a balanced way and not be in fear as well. Now, there's another article written. I mean, I'm telling you, there just as many people who love the movie, just as many people did not love the movie. Um, there was a, a PhD who talked and he went through every single thing in the movie. And I'm not going to go through everything because we'd be here for hours and hours. But he did go through a couple again that really caught my eye and I thought were really funny. In the movie, they talk about a peanut butter sandwich has as much protein as three eggs or three ounces of steak. And this, this PhD said, this one blew my mind that they even put this in the film. He says, three eggs at a minimum will have 18 grams of protein. It could be up to 27 grams depending on the size of the egg, but we're going to play it at the low end, he says, and give peanut butter a chance. Three ounces of steak on average has about 21 grams of protein. But I will be generous, he says, and we'll say it only has 18. The average 32 gram serving of peanut butter has eight grams of protein, along with 16 grams of fat and six grams of carbs. Now, if we assume the sandwich has two pieces of bread, which on average each slice could contain four grams of protein, 14 grams of carbs, and one gram of fat, you would need 1.25 servings of peanut butter to get to that 10 grams of protein. And you can get the other eight grams from the two slices of bread. So yes, a peanut butter sandwich has about the same amount of protein as three eggs or three ounces of sirloin. But here is what... Or here is why this comparison is ridiculous, he says. The three eggs would have 200 calories, and even a very fatty three-ounce cut of steak would have 228 calories. The peanut butter sandwich is going to have 412 calories, double what the eggs or steak have. And did I mention that the peanut butter sandwich would have 25% more fat than even a fatty cut of steak? So again... They make these statements. A peanut butter sandwich has as much protein as three eggs. Well, yes, you could see how you could make that work, but is that the better option? Not necessarily. It's a lot more calories. It has a lot more fat. And if you're trying to cut your BMI and you're trying to lose weight, that's not going to be the way to do it. 
And there's a ton of research out there right now that has gone back to saying that eggs are one of the best protein sources there are for you. So why wouldn't you eat the eggs and have the less protein, or the less calories, I should say, and the less fat? So that's a lot of what this movie does. It's kind of like when someone tells me, well, I don't have to eat you know, meat to get my protein. I, get a, I eat a ton of vegetables. I eat a lot of spinach. Okay, spinach is not a source of protein. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just refuse to hear that it's a source of protein. Spinach is very good for you, and I eat a lot of it, and I want you to as well. But it's not going to, the amount of spinach you would have to eat to get the same amount of protein as, say, the three eggs and whatnot, it's a lot of spinach, right? So you have to really take that into account. Now, here's another one that he talks about. In the movie, there is this enormous weight training guy. (laughs) Okay, strong man footage, he says. Following up on their claims of vegan protein superiority, they show a few strength-based athletes, including Patrick Baboumian, who claimed that he gained 25 kilograms, I believe that's 55 pounds, when he switched to a vegan diet. Now, 25 kilograms is a lot of weight, and what is not disclosed in this movie is the fact that the strongman organization that Patrick competes in does not drug test. And they said they can't say for sure that he's using steroids. You know, we can't say, but if you saw this guy, he's quite large. But based on anecdotal reports of what strong men use, it certainly would not be difficult to believe. So yes, he might be plant-based now, but that doesn't mean he's not using steroids. But I can't say he is, so I'll give him that, right? So regardless of that, he also says, if we examine his vegan diet, we also find that they do not disclose that Patrick chugs four protein shakes per day to pump his protein up to a whopping 410 grams per day. Okay, if everybody who goes plant-based is going to simply take in all of their protein from supplements that they're putting into a protein shake, I cannot say that that is necessarily the healthiest way to go. Because as we know, we've talked about it many times on my podcast, As we know, supplements are not regulated at all. God only knows what protein powder this guy was taking. He has has a huge belly, by the way. He is not like some super ripped lean guy, which I know the body type of those kind of strength weight guys, you know, isn't your lean, tall, ripped Persian. But to me, he doesn't look super healthy and lean by any means. And putting on all of that weight and saying he did it, you know, with a vegan plant-based diet means nothing to me because he could eat a ton of calories that are plant-based that are still not necessarily healthy calories. The way that you put on weight is by eating more calories, right? And so it does not mean that it's done in a healthy way. So again, I'm just trying to open up your mind to the fact that not all things of all the stories were very well represented or discussed in full, or that there maybe just were some gaps in the information. Now, in my own personal review, when I was when I was looking through the movie, like the first thing that caught me is they, they do talk about the gladiators. They say that the gladiators were vegetarians. And so, you know, way back in the day, they were able to look at the, the bones and, and could see that they were vegetarians. Okay, 
I have seen so many articles say that gladiators were mostly vegetarians, but not 100%. And they really make it look in the movie like gladiators are 100% plant-based vegetarians. They never ate meat and look how big and strong they were. I don't think that's actually true. The research that I've done, you look it up as well. Again, everyone should do their own research. I don't see it as a 100% thing. And also, a lot of those gladiators were slaves. They were given what they were given to eat. Though it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't have loved more meat, but maybe that wasn't an option. Now, my biggest problem with the movie was when they were showing the endurance athletes who claim that they now perform better once they went plant-based. Now, the biggest issue I have with this, of course, I'm an endurance athlete, right? I do Ironmans, I do marathons. And so I just felt like they were missing all the information that I wanted to know. Like, don't get me wrong. If I could go plant-based and be a healthier person, I would do it. And if I thought that being plant-based would make everybody healthier, I would promote this movie. I my only goal in life, right? My, my only goal, I should say, with my career is to help people be healthier. But when I saw them talking about these endurance athletes, I'm like, okay, here's my problem with what you're telling me. The first thing is they do not show what these endurance athletes ate before. So they're saying, well, now they're, they're on a plant-based diet and they're performing better. Well, what were they eating before? Because that's really important. If they used to eat fast food every day, then yeah, they would perform better now on a plant-based diet. Like a plant-based diet done right can be a very good diet, right? It's just, I don't know what they were eating before, so that's not a direct parallel to plant-based diet performance is better. The second thing that bothered me is they do not show what they ate during the plant-based time. Because you gotta take in a lot of calories as an endurance athlete, and we never get to see that. I did not see a full day. I would love to see like a food log of what these people are eating to get in enough calories. I want to know how many calories they were in fact eating. I didn't see that. I wanna know how many carbs they were eating. And I really wanna know how much of their food Carbohydrates, protein, and calories came from supplements because that is not the way that I ever want to go in my nutrition. I do not want to go to some plant-based diet because they're telling me it's going to be a healthier way of life for me, but I'm going to have to supplement with all of these protein powders. I don't want to do that because I know that the protein powders are not always safe. They also don't talk about... Um, they don't talk about what a day, an actual day of their eating was. Like, what did they eat for breakfast? Did they have a snack? What did they eat for lunch? What did they eat before the workout? What did they eat after the workout? I would love to see all of that because that affects performance as well. What if they weren't eating enough before and then they went plant-based and now they're eating all through the day because they're trying to get in enough calories? That would impact your performance. Maybe they didn't use to eat enough before or during or after. And again, I want to know how much of their food was processed before and now after. They don't talk about that stuff. And I think it's actually really, really important. Now, there's also a lot of talk in the movie pretty early on about how protein is not a good source of energy and that when these athletes had more carbohydrates, 
and they implied that, that these are the plant-based carbohydrates, they had more energy. And I was like, what? <laughs> why are they making this such a big topic? Why are they, why are they saying that, oh my God, the protein's not a good source of energy, but the carbs are? Like this was some new fact that they had just found. I mean, ed- an educated person in this field always knows that energy does not typically come from the macronutrient of protein. Most people know that carbohydrates and fat are where you go for your energy. Like the carbs are the first thing that is used for energy, not protein. But they go through a whole thing about, oh my God, you don't need all this protein because you are going to get energy from the carbohydrates from your plant-based foods. And that's all right. That's correct. But whoever said it was coming from the protein, like to me, that was irrelevant. But again, the majority of society doesn't know that, right? So they're thinking, okay, another reason I have to go plant-based because the carbs are going to give me more energy. You don't have to be plant-based diet to get carbohydrates, to get your energy. So that I just thought, was sort of way off way off track, but they're just trying to add more and more and more to make it look like, you know, you didn't you don't need the protein, you don't need it to come from meat. Now look, at the end of the day, you need to do your own research. That is what I'm always going to tell you. And you should not depend on documentaries ever. Documentaries on health are pretty one-sided. I have not seen one yet that has two sides with both sides evaluated. And I would love nothing more, like I said, than to be able to promote a documentary to help people get healthy. But you can see where it it seems almost impossible unless they do a documentary where like two different people spearhead it, right? Like the plant-based diet guru and the balanced diet guru who does some meat too. And those two people lead the documentary and you get to see both sides of the story. That would be a good documentary. That's the one I would probably tell people to watch. Now, I will say there are some good things that come from this movie. It's not all, you know, misrepresentation. Yes, we absolutely do need more plant-based foods in our diet. I, I mean, this is what I preach to my clients all the time. If you do any of my programs, they revolve around, did you get X amount of veg- vegetables today? Did you get X amount of fruit today? Did you eat whole grains? Did you hit this amount of fiber? I'm not the kind of person who's putting people on a weight loss diet where all we care about are calories. I put people on what I like to call a health diet. I want you to get healthy. I don't care if you lose weight. Losing weight just happens when you get healthier, right? But to me, yes, a plant-based diet doesn't have to be only eating plant-based foods, but you do need a lot of plant-based foods in your life. Absolutely. We People don't eat enough vegetables. I do because I'm really conscious about it and I preach it and enough fruit and whole grains. It should be the majority of your diet, absolutely. So that's a takeaway you can take away from the movie. But no, you don't have to eat three, or I should say, and yeah, they're they're correct in saying you don't have to eat three steaks a day. 
to get that protein. So Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the movie and he talks about how he used to eat three steaks a day and all these eggs and all this because he was always told that's how you put on muscles. You have to eat all of this meat to get all of this protein, but that's definitely not true. You don't have to. So I'll give the movie that credit too. You do not need three steaks a day. (laughs) All right. And it's funny because Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the movie and he talks about how he's pretty much gone to, you know, a a plant-based diet. But in the movie, it pretty much makes him seem like he's plant-based now. But just so you know, I went and did a little research and that he's not fully 100% plant-based. He still does eat some meat, it sounds like, and some animal products. But he's so he's not like a hardcore plant-based diet person. But most people in the research that I've done, if you're plant-based, you do not eat animal products and you do not eat animal meat, things like that. So again, it's a little misconstrued with the Arnold part in there as well. Um, Another part of the movie that I'll just talk about really quick, and yes, it's a good thing of the movie that they demonstrate. They do talk to some of these athletes And they're like, oh, you know, they're doing so much better now because their diet before they used to eat fried chicken all the time. So I just want to put it out there that, yeah, if you used to eat fried chicken and go to drive through all the time and fast food and then you went plant based, I can pretty much assure you, you would be healthier, right? But do you have to? Do you have to go plant based only? Or could you have just given up the fried chicken and the fast food, get it? So I'll say that that is the other good thing of the movie is yes, you don't have to eat fried chicken and you shouldn't eat fried chicken, right? Okay, don't believe everything you see in any documentary, right? I want you to do your research. I want you to do your own reviews. I want you to look up reviews. Because another thing is if you, if any, for any documentary out there, before you email me and say, should I believe this or what do you think? Look up the name of the documentary and write good review, bad review. All you have to do is that and you're going to get a million sources where you can read both sides of the story according to these other people and you'll start to know which side resonates with you. Now, I will say this. My fear from a lot of these movies is that, especially this movie, my fear is that people are going to watch it and they're going to be really scared and they're going to be like, okay, I got I got to go plant-based and my whole family has to go plant-based. And that means we're not having any meat anymore, no animal products, but they don't know what that means. Another problem with this movie, in my opinion, they don't tell you how to go plant-based. They don't tell you what to eat. They don't tell you what these people in the movie have been eating. Like I said, they they just say they went plant-based and now they don't eat fried chicken, but they don't show us what they're eating. So a lot of people are now like, okay, and they just limit all animal products and they don't have any meat and they start eating all the vegetarian, vegan, processed chemical foods. And they don't do the research to be healthy, vegan, plant-based type diets. And you really have to do that research. If you want to be a plant-based diet person. Do the research so that you can do it properly. Because I personally think it's like a full-time job because you have to make sure that you're getting in all the nutrients that your body needs. And I don't want you to have to depend on too many supplements in order to do that, but you might have to. 
So a lot of people that I know that are like, oh my God, I'm terrified. And they went plant-based. Just like in this Facebook post, I saw people saying, I tried it. I tried it for a week. I was starving. I didn't know what to eat. My performance went down. That's because they did not, they they didn't have a plan. They didn't even know what to eat or where to start and what nutrients they now might be lacking that they need to really make sure they're getting in. And there are a lot of health concerns for vegan type diets that the movie doesn't address at all that people need to know because eliminating all animal products from the diet can increase the risk of certain nutritional deficiencies. Micronutrients of special concern for the vegans include vitamin B12 and D and calcium, and even long chain, they say N3, the omega-3 fatty acids. And unless vegans regularly consume foods that are fortified with these nutrients, appropriate supplements might need to be consumed. So a lot of these things you have to take into account. In some cases, even the iron and the zinc status of vegans could also be of concern because of the limited bioavailability in the minerals. So it's I feel like it's, it's risky to throw a movie out there like that and not show people what these people were eating, how much they were eating, how to make sure that these people aren't getting deficient now. Because going plant-based it's a serious thing. Again, it's not a bad thing. I'm not telling you not to do it, but you want to do it right so that you don't have deficiencies. And please don't put your children on a plant-based diet without doing that necessary research because you don't want them to have any deficiencies while they're in a growth stage, right? Now, personally, I still think balance is the name of the game. Balance. Yes to plant-based whole foods, more than meat, absolutely. I mean, I eat vegetarian dinners probably two or three times a week. Doesn't mean I avoid meat altogether, no, I don't. I have chicken once a week, I have ground turkey once a week. I don't eat red meat very often, maybe once a month. Um, I have dairy. I don't think dairy is the enemy unless you're allergic to dairy. Now, I will say this. I, I eat everything organic. I do think that's really important. And that's like a whole different documentary that I'm sure you've seen <laughs> about the meat and the chickens and all that. We're not going to get into it. I do think if you're going to eat the meat, it should be organic and your dairy for sure as well. Um, but I think it's about balance. Make sure you are getting in a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables, a lot of whole grains, and some meat. I'll tell you right now, I have a lot of vegetarians and even some vegans who come to me for help. And when I look at their diet, I am amazed at how unhealthy they are. You would think you're a vegetarian, you eat tons of vegetables, but a lot of them don't. They're eating a lot of protein bars and a lot of protein powders and they don't actually eat that many vegetables or whole grains. So I believe it's all about balance and you can have a balanced diet and have great performance and have great health and have great blood analysis and all of these things by being balanced. But yes, by making sure that you definitely get in enough of the fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. At the end of the day, you gotta do what's right for your body, everyone. You have got to do what's right for you. Do not do what a documentary tells you to do without investigating both sides of the story. And if you try to go plant-based and you feel amazing, awesome. That's the goal, right? To live 
in a way where your nutrition makes you feel amazing. And if you try it and you don't feel amazing, then you know you tried it and maybe you just have a little bit of animal products, a little bit of meat. Maybe you can just not make it as much as you used to. You know, I definitely think, no, you shouldn't have red meat every day. No, you shouldn't have meat at every meal. Everything in moderation, including what? Moderation. (laughs) All right, everyone, there it is. I hope you're not mad. I hope I don't get bad posts or info, you know, I'm not looking for that kind of negative energy. I'm not trying to be negative on the movie. I'm trying to show you that there are two sides to every story. I think there are some positive things that came out of the movie. I think there are some scary things that come out of the movie. And I just really always want everybody to make sure that they understand it from all sides. So that's all I've got for you today. Kind of a lot, right? I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. And Earn That Body is always here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 